Captain, I'm picking up a faint distress signal on subspace radio. On speaker, Sid. It seems to be an automated signal, Gov. There's only the distress signal itself, no information included. How far away? I've got the source of long-range sensors, Captain. It's still outside visual range, though. Strange. Sid, set heading to intercept the source of the signal and engage at warp 4. Captain, I must urge extreme caution. We've just gotten the Enterprise back together again and- Lieutenant? <sighs> yes. Yes, Commander. I'm being quiet now. Thank you, Mr. Winfred. Sid, engage. One other thing, Mr. Winfred. Regardless of what we find- I will obey my orders, Captain. That's what I'm afraid of. Captain, we're coming within visual range of the source of the distress call. That's... It looks like an old Federation shuttlecraft. Magnify image. It's definitely an older craft, that's for sure. Can you identify those markings? Juliet. NCC-1701. Enterprise. <laughs> this is no time for jokes, Commander. What ship is it really? No, Lieutenant. She's right. It is the Enterprise. Space. The prism of infinity. The lost frontier. In the wake of cataclysm and sorrow rises the threat of political upheaval and interstellar war. As the Federation struggles to rebuild, one ship continues its mission across the stars. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its ongoing mission to bring peace to the lost frontier. Now that is quite the relic. I haven't seen anything like that outside of a textbook. The Tripoli back on the Yorktown was a similar configuration, but it was a warp shuttle. Do you recognize it, sir? Sure do. Class F, first used in 2267. Duranium metal shell, ion engine propulsion, blast shutters over the windows. It's from a time back when shuttles had style. That's a pretty ancient design. Had any personal experiences with them, Captain? I mean, I knew you were an experienced officer, but I didn't think you were that old. Thank you, Commander, but no. Though I did build a model way back when I was at the Academy. I'll never forget the look on Professor Hedge's face when he saw it. <laughs> Must have really brought back some fond memories for him. But what's it doing here, now? That's a good question, Commander Niles. Mr. Winfred, what do the sensors say? It seems Captain Trask was right. It's a Class F shuttlecraft. She's taken heavy damage. Geranium metal shell, iron engine propul... Hang on. This is odd. The shuttle seems to have trilithium embedded in its hull. Trilithium? 
That's not all, Captain. Scans also show it to be equipped with two mini quantum torpedo launchers. What? I'm picking up a single life sign, Goff. It's human, but faint. Hail them. I'm trying. No response. Bio-readings are getting fainter. Bridge to Pope. Get a transporter lock on the pilot of that shuttle and beam him directly to sickbay. Uh, one moment, Captain. Something wrong, Lieutenant? Uh, not at all, Captain. Sensors are not picking up active traces of the infection. Good. Mr. Pope? I have an active transporter lock and am beaming the pilot to sickbay now. Bridge to Dr. Miller. Prepare to receive an emergency patient. Doctor? He's suffering from a minor concussion, but other than that and a few bruises, he seems to be alright. A few hours of rest and he'll be fine. Has he said anything? Only that he wants to talk to you. You're... the captain... of this vessel? Yes, I'm Captain Trask. Your uniforms... are different. What's your name, son? Simmons. Jeremy. USS... Enterprise. He's gone unconscious again, Rupert. Best let him rest a while and talk to him when he's more alert. Right. How long? Pope to Captain Trask. Go ahead, Chief. It was tricky. That shuttle is practically a time bomb with the trilithium in its hull. But we managed to do a partial recovery of the flight recorder data. Good work, Chief. Report to the conference room with your findings. I'll call a meeting of the senior officers. Trask out. We were taking heavy damage from one of the birds. Somebody suggested using a shuttle as a bomb to take out the Romulans' engines. I volunteered. Just gotten out of the shuttle bay when one of them opened fire. When I came to, I was drifting. A navigational computer couldn't locate our position. Nebula was interfering with the sensors and half the relays were fried. I tried repairing it, but it's no good. Communications are down too. I don't think I have too long. <laughs> I didn't pack any rations. Didn't think I'd need any. Ensign Simmons' personal log was recovered from the shuttlecraft at 0700 this morning. So, the markings on the shuttle's hull. It really is the first Enterprise. That would appear to be correct. So, what? Are we dealing with some kind of time warp here? I don't think so. Scans didn't show any signs of temporal displacement. And the craft itself seems to have been built no longer than three years ago. Captain, I've read James Kirk's mission logs all my life, and there's nothing in there about any engagement with the Romulans that even remotely fits with Simmons' claims. I don't trust this at all, sir. There's absolutely nothing to collaborate the story, apart from an old design shuttle and a log entry that could easily be a forgery. Let's not jump to any conclusions, people. The captain is correct. At present, there is insufficient information to make a judgment on the veracity of Mr. Simmons' story. Commander, you've been quiet. Sorry, sir. Just thinking. Is it possible Simmons is from the Mirror Universe? That still wouldn't account for the time frame differential. The Class F shuttlecraft was in service for a six-year period from 2267 till 2273. In every recorded instance of crossing over between the Mirror Universe and our own, time has always flowed concurrently. 
That shuttle out there is simply too new to have been built then. Bridge to Captain Trask. Go ahead. We're receiving a signal on an old Federation subspace distress frequency. The message is garbled, something about refugees and being under attack. We can't get much more than that out of the signal. On my way. Trask out. Do we check it out? I don't see that we have any option, Commander. It might be the key to figuring out the mystery of our friend Jeremy in the shuttle. I shall attempt to trace the shuttle's ion trail in the meantime. Perhaps its flight path will give us further insight. Very good, Talak. All right, people, let's get to work. Dismissed. Gov, sensors are picking up a dense metallic nebula cloud up ahead. The signal originates from inside. The shuttle's ion trail appears to lead into the nebula as well, Captain. Can we get in there safely? Should be able to. Sensors are going to be spotty, of course, but shields should function. Slow to impulse and take us in, Mr. Kirk. Nice and slow. Captain, I urge extreme caution in this region of space. We don't know what we may find here. Something you'd like to share, Andrew? Given the option, Commander, no. But under the circumstances... Well, here. Look at where the Iron Trail is heading. What is it? We should be within visual range now, sir, if you care to take a look. Alright. On screen. And there we have it. To lock. Analysis? It appears to be some sort of spatial rift, Captain. But my readings are inconclusive. Sensor capabilities within the nebula are, of course, limited. Care to enlighten us, Mr. Winfred? You're looking at the gateway rift, Captain. Starfleet used to have a top-secret research installation out here. You mean this is where... Where the Nosferatu was destroyed in Emperor Korg's story. Yes, Captain. And according to the files I've read, or at least the ones I've had the security clearance to access, the rift functions almost like a wormhole between realities. And, like a wormhole, the other end was never stable. <clears throat> it shifts among an infinite number of alternate dimensions and realities. That would explain where Ensign Simmons came from. What else do we know about the rift, Mr. Winfred? Not much, I'm afraid, sir. Most of the data was lost when the gateway station was sucked in and destroyed. Mr. Kirk, launch a Class One probe into the rift. Let's find out what we're dealing with. Launching, sir. Are there any subspace signals coming from the rift? The distress signal is still there, Captain. Only now it is only an automated beacon. At least as far as I can tell. The whole thing is a scrambled mess. Anything from the probes? We're receiving telemetry now, sir. Conditions on the other side appear to match our universe conditions within a variance of 0.02. Rift waveform is constant. Meaning? Meaning, Captain. That passage appears to be safe and stable. Alright then. Sid, drop a navigational beacon and engage maneuvering thrusters. Take us into the rift. Aye, sir. Engaging thrusters. Entering the rift in 10 seconds. Liam, take us to yellow alert. I don't like this at all. What if we can't get back? That's what the navigational beacon is for, Mr. Winfred. And if it isn't enough, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Someone out there needs our help, and we're going to give it to them. Yes, sir. We're coming out of the rift now, Captain. Sensors are picking up clear space around us. Do a sensor sweep of the immediate area and see if you can locate the source of the distress signal. Captain, sensors are showing multiple vessels decloaking to port and starboard. 
Configuration matches Romulan birds of prey. Open hailing frequencies. They're refusing our hail, sir. They're opening fire. Oh yes, Mr. Stranger, I'll help save you. Oh yes, Mr. Stranger, I'll help save you. What is this, the 60s? Let's wander the universe in search of truth and fun, seek out new life and new danger. Captain, I just got these engines looking nice and pretty. What are you doing to them now? We're under attack by a group of Romulan birds of prey. How's everything down there? Well, we just lost warp drive. Galloway, Rogers, take your team and start on the main energizer. Captain, I know the ships you're describing, and you better get us out of range of those plasma torpedoes or we're gonna be toast. Casualty reports are coming in from all decks. Shields are at 47% and holding. Captain, I'm picking up another ship. Unknown configuration. Similar to a Constitution-class starship. Registry reports as NCC-1672. It's the Exeter. The Exeter? They're opening fire on the Romulans. They've destroyed one Romulan vessel and two others have sustained moderate damage. The remaining ships are withdrawing, Captain. They're hailing us, sir. On screen. This is Captain Savannah Thompson of the USS Exeter. We don't recognize your vessel. Please identify yourself and state your business within Federation space. I'm Captain Rupert Trask of the Enterprise. The Enterprise is a Constitution-class ship under the command of Captain Kirk. Your ship doesn't match it in registry, configuration, or commander. You honestly expect me to believe this story? It's a long story, Captain, but if you do a brief sensor sweep of that metallic nebula nearby, you'll find a dimensional anomaly. The long and the short of it is that we came from there. Alright. I'm going to have my people do that sweep. Assuming that part of your story is true, why are you here? We found a shuttle floating in our space. Its ion trail led to the rift, and a distress signal was coming from inside. We decided to investigate and help if we could. Even with there being every likelihood that it was a trap, you've either got a really good heart or a really soft head, Trask. I'd like to think that any Starfleet captain would do the same. You know, I'd like to think so too. It's a shame that the universe proves me wrong so often. People don't always do the right thing. That's very true. Sentimental feelings aside, Trask. Do you need assistance in effecting repairs? I think my teams can handle matters for now. My chief engineer is a little jealous of his engine room. Most of them are. But let me suggest this to you. We're not far from Starbase 39 Sierra. We've got a full combat engineering team available, and it would probably make things go faster for you. Then how about this? You tow us to the Starbase, we'll effect what repairs we can en route, and then Mr. Pope and his team can make use of your engineers. Alright, Captain Trask. As soon as we get some confirmation about this rift you mentioned, we'll lock on to you with our tractor beam and plot a course for Starbase 39 Sierra. Give us a call if there's anything else we can do for you, Captain. Thank you, Captain. I would like to talk with you more at your convenience. I'll be in my ready room. If Captain Thompson hails again, patch it through there. Commander Niles, you have the bridge. Yes, sir.
Excuse me, your name is Simmons? That's me. Uh, mind if I sit here? Hmm. Not at all. Thanks. I'm Sid. Sid Kirk. Kirk, huh? You wouldn't be related to... Yeah, James T. Kirk is my great-grandfather. Really? So I... I have traveled into the future? We're still trying to figure that out. Um... What's he like? Captain Kirk? Yeah, I've just heard so much about him. You never got a chance to meet him, did you? Just in the stories I've heard and the files I've read. He died a long time before I was born. Actually, he died a couple of times. It would, it would take too long to explain. I'm sorry. It, it's alright. Just the way the universe works. Say, is that Chamomile tea? Yeah. Nice herbal relaxant. After my trip on that shuttle, I figure I need to unwind a little. So, <clears throat> I, I wonder if you'd mind... Mind? Well, I'd, I'd love to hear some of your stories about serving under my great-grandfather. A supernova which threatened the galaxy was prevented through the self-sacrifice of Ambassador Spock. His ship was destroyed when he used a substance known as red matter to create a singularity that would absorb the supernova, though not before the planet Romulus was destroyed. I remember. My father went to Ambassador Spock's memorial service after it was all over. I was able to access files from the investigation of the singularity by the USS Turing, and I was able to turn up something... interesting. Enlighten me, Lieutenant. This is the quantum frequency of the rift we entered. And this is the quantum frequency of the singularity created by Ambassador Spock. So, both the singularity and the rift pointed into this time period. It appears so, Captain. Okay, so let's say we've traveled back through time to 2264. How do we account for the inconsistencies? Ensign Simmons' uniform and the uniform worn by Captain Thompson might look similar to those of the era, but there are significant differences. According to various theories on temporal mechanics, if Ambassador Spock were to travel back through time, it is plausible to assume that he created a parallel reality. A parallel reality? Like the past of the mirror universe? Yes and no. The explanation of arriving in a parallel universe stems from the theoretical solution to the grandfather paradox. The grandfather paradox? Yes. In order to avoid any catastrophic damage to the timeline, the traveler would arrive in the past of a neighboring reality, thereby unable to affect a change to their own existence. Ugh, this is giving me a headache. There have been numerous recorded instances in Federation history of temporal displacement, but none of them have had this alternate reality effect. Then again, sir, if we were an alternate reality, we would not know about it. So, when Picard prevented the Borg from stopping humanity's first contact with the Vulcans, was that an alternate reality? It is possible. In 2153, a group of scientists on Earth discovered a few drones frozen in the Arctic. How else would they have gotten there? Captain, I will grant you that it is improbable. Captain Trask, we are arriving at Starbase 39 Sierra. Captain Thompson would like to meet with you. Understood. Trask out. Talak, under the circumstances, does it seem likely to you that the alternate reality theory is the most logical one? Yes, Captain. 
All available evidence leads me to believe that is the case. Then let's see if we can get some questions answered. Captain Thompson? Captain Trask? Welcome to Starbase 39 Sierra. Thanks for the help out there. I'd hate to see a friend picked apart by plasma torpedoes. Hungry? What have you got? <laughs> Trust me. I really thought I was dead when I first woke up in your sickbay. It was so dark. None of our ships are as dark as yours. You haven't told me what you thought. About what? If you think we're really from different time periods. I'm just a pilot, Gov. Talok's more up to speed about all this time travel nonsense. Yeah, I know what you mean. Some of the stuff that comes out of Commander Spock's mouth on the bridge, I think I need dictionaries in three languages to understand. So, Captain, our science officer's under the impression you're from another universe. So is mine, actually. What do you think? It's an improbability, but not an impossibility. And, as my science officer is fond of reminding me, when you've eliminated the impossible, whatever... Whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. Your science officer's a Vulcan. <laughs> Sounds like yours is, too. I've served with a few of them in my day. The alternate universe idea sure would explain a lot. So, your ship is very impressive, Captain. What's a girl gotta do to get a look inside? You know the rules, Captain. I do. That's why I break them. Frequently. Frequently? Frequently. Alright then, shall we? And this is our engine room. Very impressive vessel. And you said in your universe this is the Starfleet's only vessel? No, we have several ships in the fleet, but Enterprise is the most advanced. Actually, we've managed to haul out a few Constitution-class beauties and get them up and running again. It's a testament to the design that they're essentially still fleet-worthy. If you follow me... I'm still getting the feeling this is all some kind of scam. Yeah, I don't get it. Why would Captain Trask just let her on the ship like that? She's a security risk. Her and that Simmons and all of it. I think we should have just left him in that shuttlecraft and moved on. <sighs> I agree. We have enough on our plate as it is. So what are we going to do? You're suggesting we do something? No. Not for now. But I do think we need to keep our eyes open. No. Aw, oh, Commander, you're being unreasonable. The answer is no, Zog. I just want to have a look around. More importantly, I think you want me to have a look around. Zog, I'd like to have a word with you in private, in the Captain's ready room. 
What the hell was that, Zog? Oh, come on, Kate. You want to go over there just as much as I do and snoop around. And if I do? Send me over there. I could scope out the place, figure out what these people are up to. And why would I authorize this? I've got the lobes, Commander, and you know I know how to use them. What's in it for you? Oh, well, I'd appropriate something of value for myself, naturally. Zog? Ah, well, you can't blame a Ferengi for trying. So then, the Romulan commander says that the Enterprise looks like a flying garbage scow. Well, Mr. Scott had put up with a lot until then, but neutral station or not, he floored that pointy-eared bastard with one punch. Wow, really? The bridge crew of your Enterprise just came together like that? Yeah. Wow. Uhura, Chekhov, Sulu. Same players as where I came from. They took a little longer to come together, but in your universe, it's like they just fell into place. What? What are you smiling about? Universe? So we're not just from different time, but different places, too. I, I didn't mean to offend. You didn't. Still, quite a thing to consider. You said it. Doctor? Yes, Captain. What's your status? I've completed preliminary tests. I've scanned for quantum signature differentials and any indication of time displacement I could find. Uh, the results were negative. Hmm. So definitely not from our past. You think the alternate reality theory holds up? That's right. Bridge to Captain Trask. Go ahead, Bridge. Captain Thompson is hailing us and wishes to speak directly to you. Captain Trask, I heard your ship's ready to go. That's right. My chief engineer has just given us the green light. As soon as we get clearance from Starbase Control, we plan on heading back through the rift. I'm afraid I can't let you do that, Captain Trask. Excuse me? We have orders to escort your ship to Starfleet Command for further examination. What? You can't do this. I'm sorry, Captain Trask. I truly am. But we're at war here. And I have to follow my orders. I'm... Sorry. Captain, the Exeter has locked onto us with a tractor beam. Red alert. Impulse engines. Full reverse. Well, I can't, sir. Helm reports that engine controls are unresponsive. I'm on my way. Trask out. Trask to Rook. Report to the bridge immediately. Report. Starbase moorings are released. The Exeter's tractor beam is still holding. Damn. Ensign Kirk. Where's Ensign Kirk? I do not believe he returned from the Starbase. We are clear of the dock. The Exeter is preparing to enter warp, Captain. Sir, Zog is still on the Starbase as well. Zog? Commander Niles, what is Zog doing aboard the Starbase? It's a long story, sir. I'll explain later if we get out of this. Liam, target their tractor beam emitter and fire phasers. I can't, Captain. Weapon controls are offline, just like Helm. Damn it. Mr. Winfred. If you're going to ask about my command protocols, Captain, as we aren't dealing with the infection, most of them won't be of use, which only leaves the self-destruct mechanism. 
You sent for me, Captain Trask? Rook, our weapons and helm control are disabled and we're being towed by a hostile ship. I could use any suggestions. Commandeer their vessel. What? Send an away team aboard and take their bridge by force. That would be a potential suicide mission. Then I volunteer, Captain. You can't do it alone, Rook. Do you doubt? No, but there's a difference between useless suicide and turning a hopeless situation into a fighting chance. If any of the crew wish to volunteer, I would be honored to die beside them, Captain Trask. Sir, what about the Andorian contingent aboard? Surely they're trained for this. It's worth a try. If you're sure, Rook. Today is a good day to die, Captain Trask. Then go and prepare. I'll signal the Andorians to join you in transporter room two. Aye, Captain. Are you really going to send those men to their deaths, Captain? Only if we have no other options, Commander. I don't waste lives unnecessarily. Mr. Liam, your thoughts? If we could get a firing solution, we could input the data and fire a photon torpedo manually. To what end? One torpedo won't be enough to take them out completely, and if they move, then we'll have to recalibrate the firing solution. That's true. But we only need one clear shot to take out that beam emitter. And they'd never see it coming because until our torpedo is fired, our weapon systems wouldn't even show up as armed on their sensors. But after that, we're dead in the water. If we don't have helm controls, we don't have the ability to steer, even if we fired up the engines. Maybe that can work to our advantage. If we disengage the attitude control system, we should be able to maintain warp velocity and buy enough time to get our systems back online. Bridge to engineering. Go ahead, sir. I need a team to get on figuring out how to get its helm control back. Attitude control at the very minimum. I'm on it, sir. Pope out. You're gambling, Captain. I'm making a desperate counter gambit, Mr. Winfred. Sir, without engines, there's no way we're going to stop the ship. Hopefully, if Mr. Pope's team is on top of things, we'll at least be able to steer. Yes, but not effectively. It's a chance we have to take, Commander. I won't see my ship cut up for parts. Notify Commander Shran to be on standby with Rook. Liam, I want you to make all the arrangements for the torpedo plan. Meeting of all senior staff members in the conference room in 20 minutes. If you have any other ideas, be ready to present them then. So I was thinking, I've told you a lot of stories, but you haven't really told me about any of your time in Starfleet. Well, that's not a lot to tell, really. I mean... Uh, excuse me, Sid. I, I need to talk to you for a second. Sure, Zog. What's going on? Uh, over here, Sid. Now. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, one second, Jeremy. What is it, Zog? The Enterprise is gone. What? What do you mean, gone? I know you have small ears, Sid, but you heard me. Gone. As in, no longer docked at this starbase. When? How? Just a little while ago. Apparently, the Exeter took her in tow and warped out like a Tiberian bat out of Grithor. But why? I've been snooping around through the computer systems on the base. Here's what I've got. We're in an alternate reality that's been majorly influenced by a bunch of Romulans from the future who came back and destroyed Vulcan. Anyway, Exeter is under orders to take the Enterprise back to be examined. Well, that's just perfect. You do this often? What? Snoop. 
It always pays to know your customer before they come in the store, Sid. Alright, people. I need status reports from all departments. I don't have anybody that knows the inner workings of a torpedo guidance system the way I do. With your permission, I'd like to be the one down in the torpedo bay. Alright. Then I will feed him the sensor data from my bridge station, Captain. Rook and Commander Shawn are standing by in transporter room 2, as ordered. Good. Hopefully they won't be needed. Mr. Pope, what's the status of our control systems? Well, what it looks like they did is a simple hack job. The control linkages were severed in a couple of places. It wouldn't have taken them long to do. Wouldn't the computer have alerted us if that were the case? They've managed to patch the controls into a loop so that as far as the computer is concerned, the controls are still connected. How far along are your teams with the repairs? They've started work on the maneuvering thruster controls. They estimate we'll have those back online within the hour. Impulse and warp drives are going to take longer. Good. Try to get the tactical controls back as well. Once the Exeter recovers, they're not going to sit idly by and let us escape. Yes, sir. Any other miracles you'd like performed? Maybe raising Lazarus from the dead? You're out of line, Lieutenant. <sighs> I'm sorry, Commander. I'm just upset we wandered blindly into this mess and been screwed over. Hard. I'm starting to wonder if we wouldn't have been better off sending the Enterprise to Equity with great big bow and ribbon tied to her. Mr. Pope, I understand your feelings, but now is not the time. Get back to engineering and get this ship fully operational. We'll talk later. Aye, sir. Sorry, sir. For these people to be able to sabotage us just seems odd. If we're in the past, alternate reality or no. At this point, it doesn't matter much to me where we are, when we are, or who we are. I want my ship out of this tractor beam and back home. Sir, we're out of options. We should fire the torpedo as soon as possible. I agree. Keep Rook and Shran on standby in case the torpedo fails. Are there any other suggestions? You're all dismissed. Except for you, Sir. Why was Zog sent to the Starbase without my knowledge or consent? He was feeling uneasy, sir. He wanted to try and snoop. He didn't trust these people. Truth be told, Commander, that's why I spent so much time with Captain Thompson. I wanted to see if a face-to-face -face meeting could give me more information. But now we've got to find a way to get Zog and Sid back before we can go home, and I don't fancy our chances against an entire fleet of starships in a galactic war zone. Zog is resourceful, sir. I know that, Commander. I just hope it's enough. What I'm saying is that they took the Enterprise to dissect her for her technology, and our Mr. Simmons may have been the bait to draw us in. That's ridiculous. Jeremy doesn't seem like a spy, and his wounds were real enough. They're in a war, remember? They don't know who we are or what we're doing. Just that we've got a nice big advanced ship with lots of goodies on it that might tip the scales in their favor. But Jeremy... Sid, when you wake up, we've been had. It doesn't matter if Jeremy is friendly and on our side or not. The fact is that the Enterprise has been stolen by the enemy. It's no different than if Equity laid hands on it. Alright, Sid. What's going on? Why all the secrecy all of a sudden? The Enterprise has been stolen by your people. That's what's up. 
What? As if you didn't know. I, I didn't, I swear. I want to believe you, but right now it doesn't really matter because we're stuck here. Sid, I swear. I didn't know what happened. Come on. Where? I may know how we can get you back aboard your ship. Liam reports that he's ready in the torpedo bay, and Mr. Pope says that we have maneuvering thrusters available. I've got the sensor data ready, Captain. What's the status of the Exeter? Sensors report that their defense screens are up, but weapons and deflector shields are offline. Good. They still think we're easy prey. Mr. Winfred, disengage attitude control. Disengaged, sir. Bridge to Liam. Prepare to launch torpedo as soon as you have the data input. Mr. Winfred? Patching data through to Liam now, sir. Cross your fingers. Sensors read an energy buildup in Torpedo Bay 2. There it goes. All hands, brace for turbulence. Direct hit, Captain. The tractor beam is disengaged. Moderate damage to their hull and drive systems. We're maintaining warp velocity along our last heading. Helm, engage maneuvering thrusters. Mr. Winfred, re-engage attitude control. Attitude control restored, Captain. But we're still flying through space with no way of stopping, though. One problem at a time, Mr. Winfred. We're out of the tractor beam, and they're going to take a while to be in any sort of shape to follow us. We had no warning, sir. There was no powering up of their weapons, systems, everything... My technicians assured me that their controls are disabled. Get them back, Thompson, or it's your head I'll hand to Intel. Sir, I have multiple casualties and damage to my drive systems. It's going to take some time to get underway. Thompson, your crew is expendable when it comes to procuring that ship. Do I make myself perfectly clear? Yes, Admiral. But I promise you this. I'll get Trask in his ship, but I'm not sacrificing good people to do it. Fine, but you'd better make sure you are successful. Based on your sensor readouts, it looks like they're tumbling straight into the Romulan's backyard. Under no circumstances is that vessel to fall into enemy hands. Destroy it, and the Exeter if you must. Yes, Admiral. Any other orders? Just find them. More out. What is it? Admiral Moore, I presume. Yes. I believe you and I need to have a discussion. This way. We're not far from the transporter room. Why should I trust your help? Everything you've said to me has been a lie. Sid, I never deliberately lied to you. I know what it looks like, but it's true. Uh, come on, down this way. Halt! Ah, uh, hello, Commander. Where are you taking these two? Where do you think I'm taking them, with all due respect, sir? Orders from command are that any unknown personnel are to be detained. Well, yeah. Where do you think I was taking them? You blew my cover, sir. I was going to get them to the brig without any fuss. You son of a bitch. Shut up. They're mouthy ones, Commander, but they're not hard to handle. All the same, I think you should let me take charge of them, just in case. <laughs> Boring conversation, anyway. Come on, Sid, Zog. Let's move it. It won't take long for them to miss his next report. 
Here we go. Now, if she's gotten into dark... What's the plan, then? Yeah, it's not like we have access to a ship. And if we beam aboard one, we're just going to be putting the brig there instead of on the starbase. I wouldn't bet on that. Got it. Coordinates are input. Why? Look, I was given orders to take you into custody, but those orders... I just don't think I can follow them. It's probably going to be the end of my career at Starfleet, but I'm going to do the right thing. Thanks, but... He was helping us. He's only stunned. A kill shot would have set off alarms, even if I wanted to do it. Uh... Let's go, Zong. Put him on the transporter pad. We may need him to get out of this. Besides, in this way it will look like we forced him to help us. Wow. I, I didn't know you had that in you. Zog, I could probably feel the Typhon expanse with the things you don't know about me. Do we have a bearing on where Trask's ship is? Aye, sir. I won't be able to get an exact lock without an ion trail, but they shouldn't have been able to stray too far from their previous trajectory. Good. Uh, this is gonna be difficult. Incoming subspace transmission. It's Admiral Moore. On screen. Admiral? Your orders have changed. We still need you to get them back before they hit Romulan space. Your orders are to escort this other Enterprise back to the Rift. We won't be getting a chance to extract their technology. Sir? The order came from high above me. Just carry it out, Captain. Understood, sir. Damn it. Helm, lay in a course to follow the Enterprise. Stand ready with tractor beams. Captain's Log, Supplemental. Enterprise is continuing at increasing velocity. Engine controls are still malfunctioning. According to engineering, pushing the maneuvering thrusters or the inertial dampers any harder would overload our systems. As such, we are improvising. I have the heading locked in, Captain. The maneuvering thrusters should be able to alter our trajectory enough to manage what you're suggesting. To lock? As long as we enter orbit at the correct angle, the gas giant's gravity will be enough to reduce our speed. Very good. Feed the information from your station to Mr. Winford at the helm. Yes, Captain. How long until the gravity takes us out of war? By my estimates, 4.7 hours. However, much longer than that, and the planet's gravity will be strong enough to crush us. Thrusters firing, Captain. Now entering oblique orbit around the gas giant. Coming up on the Enterprise, sir. They're using the gravity well of a gas giant to slow their speed. Very clever. Hail them. Captain Trask. Captain Thompson. Look, I think we got off on the wrong foot. Did we? I'm here to make sure you don't wander into- Thanks, but I'm pretty sure I know my way around this neighborhood. Your call, Captain. But according to my sensors, you're in a pretty steep orbit. And running out of gas might not have enough to get home. You sure you don't want to hitch a ride? Seems to me that's what got me into this mess in the first place. It is what it is. Even
even I know when to take a helping hand. But know that I've got my weapons on you, and this time, I won't just target your tractor beam. Fair enough. Engage secondary tractor beam emitter. Pull them out. They've locked on, Captain. I'd like to speak to your superior, Thompson. Alright. Come, patch him through to Admiral Moore. Why the change of heart? Someone with a lot of friends in high places gave me the order. In fact, he's ordered me to task three of my Constitution-class ships to follow you into the rift on autopilot. Something about helping you to rebuild your Federation. Who was this person? Doesn't matter. It matters to me. He called himself Select, but that's not my business. He just gave me the orders. Wait, three ships? They're not much to look at. Battle-scarred and barely functional in some cases. But someone, not just this Vulcan, has your back, Captain. I would thank you, Admiral, if I thought it would carry any meaning. It wouldn't. A pair of my crew members were left on the starbase when the Exeter pulled us away. That's been taken care of too, apparently. They'll rendezvous with you at the Rift. And Trask, stay the hell out of our universe. Once I get my people back, get back through the Rift, you'll never see me again. Trask out. <laughs> Friendly guy, don't you think? So, we just trust them? We won't be giving them a chance to knife us in the back again, that's for sure. But the chance to add three workhorse vessels to Starfleet's roster? I'm willing to take the chance. Sir, we're approaching the coordinates of the Gateway Rift. Sensors are not picking up any other ships in the vicinity. Could this be a double cross, Captain? I don't think so. There's no need for them to have brought us here for that. More likely, we just beat them here. Captain, I've got three vessels decloaking off the starboard bow. Romulan Bird of Prey class. They are charging plasma torpedoes. Red alert. Lock weapons on the lead ship. Hail them. See if we can talk this out before it turns nasty. Lead ship is firing disruptors. Shields are holding. But they're not going to hold for long if they get their plasma torpedo launchers online. I don't think they're here to wish us goodbye. Mr. Liam, return fire. The Exeter is dropping out of warp now, sir. Direct hit. Shields are at 80% and holding. Exeter is joining the fight and returning fire. One of the birds of prey has been destroyed. More Romulan ships are decloaking. Captain, we should just go. I'm not leaving without my crew. They're an acceptable loss. If we don't get back in one piece, who's left to rebuild the Federation? Sir, three Constitution-class starships just came on sensors. The USS Firebrand, the Kennedy, and the Levine. They are transmitting prefix codes on a coded frequency. As promised, can you access their weapons? It doesn't appear so, Captain. Only shields and navigational system. Another enemy vessel has been destroyed. The remaining ships are backing off and coming around for another pass. Captain, another ship just came into range. They're hailing us. On screen. Hey, Gov. <laughs> you two are really a sight for sore eyes. You too, sir. Zog and I are anxious to get back aboard. The captain of this ship was good enough to give us a lift out here. I need to get you two back on board. 
Things are going south out here really fast. We're ready to beam aboard at any time, Captain, but we can't exactly lower the shields. Tell the Captain to move in close to Enterprise and we'll extend our shields around you long enough to transport. Get up to the bridge as soon as you're aboard. Aye, sir. Mr. Liam? They're coming into range. Now. Extend the shields. Can do, Captain. I am maneuvering the Levine and the Kennedy into position between us and the Romulans, Captain. I've got a signal from Ensign Kirk, sir. They're ready to transport. All right, Mr. Winford. Do your stuff. Energizing transporter, Captain. Ensign Kirk and Zog are aboard. Liam, dry in the shields and open fire with all weapons on the nearest Romulan vessel. Aye, sir. Got him. Enemy vessel has taken heavy damage and is drifting. The Exeter got one too. The odds are evening up. Another hit, sir. Shields are at 30% and structural integrity is at 78%. We're not going to last here much longer. Receiving a message from the Exeter, Captain. She says to get through the rift. They're taking heavy damage, but we'll try to cover us. Take us in, Mr. Knight. Mr. Winford, bring the remote-controlled ships in after us. Sir, I don't have control of the firebrand anymore. It, its weapon systems are coming online. It's firing on the Romulan ships, sir. Sir, they're hailing us. On screen. Captain Trask, I'm here to provide backup. That ship was supposed to be unmanned. I wanted to come back with you. If it weren't for you, I'd be dead anyway. I'm not supposed to be alive. Jeremy, get off that ship! You're an easy target for the Romulans. You can't run a starship by yourself. Sid, I'm sorry I got you and your ship into this mess. Right now, I've got some Romulans to take care of. Mr. Winfred, send the two drone-controlled ships through the rift. Mr. Kirk, take your station and get us through the rift. But, Jeremy... He'll follow along behind. If we don't get out of here now, there won't be enough of us left to pass through the rift. The Levine and the Kennedy have passed through the rift, Captain. Good. Sid, take us in. Full impulse. Aye, sir. Full impulse. Another direct hit, sir. Aft shields are down. Divert power from the forward shields. Aft shields are back up to 15%. One more hit and... The firebrand has moved in between us and the pursuing Romulans. She's taking heavy damage. Warp core breach is intimate. We're entering the rift, sir. I am getting extreme fluctuations in the energy readings from the rift, Captain. I believe the weapons fire has destabilized it. Sensors aren't picking up any pursuing vessels emerging from the rift, Captain. What just happened? The rift has collapsed. It's gone? Completely? Affirmative, Captain. Liam, what's our status? We're back to where we started, sir. The navigational beacon is showing up in my grid. The Kennedy and the Levine have both arrived safely through. But the Firebrand... Didn't make it. I'm sorry, Sid. Drowning your sorrows, Sid? <coughs> I'm just... If I hadn't stunned him, he wouldn't have ended up taking control of that ship and fighting with us. He might have survived. Well, you know, he was on a suicide mission anyway to start with. That still doesn't make his death less tragic. No, but look at it this way. 
He got to be a hero and go out in the blaze of glory he volunteered for, defending his friends and comrades. This isn't something I say lightly, but I don't think you can put a price on that. Why, Zorg, you sound almost human. <laughs> I just don't like seeing someone nursing a drink for as long as you've been holding that one. It's bad for business. But this isn't your business. <laughs> what can I say, Sid? Old habits die hard, you know. But you know, if that alternate universe really was based on our own past, you might be able to look up Jeremy in this universe, see how he turned out. You know, that's not a bad idea, Zog. I know. Well, that'll be five slips of latinum. What for? We're cheering you up. Therapists make a lot of money, Sid. Tell you what, I'll buy you a drink, and let's call it even. <laughs> Not a bad idea. You wanted to see me, Captain? Yes, Mr. Pope. I'll get right to the point. Your behavior in the conference room was completely unacceptable. Yes, sir. You're a good engineer, Mr. Pope, and I depend on you to keep the ship running but I can't depend on someone who is openly insubordinate. No, sir. Therefore, a reprimand will be placed in your file documenting the incident. Mr. Pope, I want to be able to depend on you. Can I do that? Yes, sir. Good. Then I will trust that there will not be a repeat of what happened. Dismissed. I came to express my gratitude for your help. Without your aid, Captain Trask and his crew would have lost their ship, and any hope of rebuilding what has been lost in their universe. Call it a favor to the ones we left behind. My way of giving something back to the universe that gave this one quantum torpedoes and a few other goodies the SCE managed to salvage from that wreck of mine. I have never approved of Section 31 or its methods, sir. However, it is logical that such an organization could use its influence toward a positive end. Were it not for you and Section 31, it may well be that the Federation would have lost the war to the Romulans by now. That's something we have in common. Never liked it much myself, but here, you've lost everyone you knew and everything you ever cared about. Gives you purpose. Hey! It is the one job I was really trained for. Indeed. I shall take my leave now, Controller Rekla. I trust that I shall not require your assistance in the immediate future. Anytime, Ambassador Spock. Peace and long life. You've been listening to Star Trek. The Lost Frontier, Episode 17, The Rift, written by Jules Ismail. Featured in the cast were Paul Lavelle as Captain Rupert Trask, Laura Post as Commander Catherine Niles, David Alt as Lieutenant Andrew Winfred, Janine Yamanaka as Talak, Ben Harmer as Lieutenant Liam Kincaid, Lucian Dodge as Ensign Kirk, Peter Malee as Dr. Gerald Miller, Bill Hallwig as Chief Engineer Pope, 
Ellie Hirschman as Zog, Michael King as Rook, Derek M. Cook as Knight, Jeremy McKenzie as Jeremy Simmons, Dave McIver as Exeter Crew Member, J. Mateo Baker as Starbase Security, H. Keith Lyons as Admiral Moore, Danielle McRae as Captain Savannah Thompson, Chris Williams as Ambassador Spock, and a special guest appearance by Seth Adam Shear as Rekla. This episode was directed by Chris Williams, post-production work by Chris Williams. The executive producer for Darker Projects is Eric Busby. Lost Frontier is based on Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry and adapted by Eric Busby for DarkerProjects.com. No copyright infringement is intended.